1: You're listening to the Drummer Daily Podcast, the only daily podcast dedicated just to drummers. Go to my website at danielhadaway.com. Hey there, welcome back again for another episode of Drummer Daily. Um, Today I want to talk about a few tips for muffling drums. Now if you've heard me at all talk about muffling drums... Uh, You know that I have, I'm kind of a stickler for how it's supposed to work or how I think it's supposed to work. And of course, you can ignore me and do what you like. That's fine too. Um, But I just have a certain way that I like to do things. Um, And so I am going to offer, let's see, three tips, let's say, three tips for uh, for muffling drums today. Just extra things to consider, maybe some things you hadn't thought of before um, when you're looking at muffling drums. Now, of course, we know that muffling drums is a way to change the way drums sound without having to change heads or tune them differently. It's the process of adding something onto a head, whether it's a moon gel or something like that. A, there's like Drum Dot to think is another brand and or other kind of things you might add onto the drum head to kind of keep it from resonating as much as it used to. Um, and so... Um, that's, uh, that's what we're talking about here, uh, just in case you're not aware of what that is. But, uh, so three tips for muffling drums. Uh, the first thing is, um, I want you to consider um, using, uh, uh, well, actually, let, let me jump back. That was gonna be tip number two. Let me tell you tip number one first, That I, I'm gonna kind of go in order here at least uh, that makes sense. So tip number one, and I've said this one before, is um, before you muffle a drum, you should try to get that drum to sound as close to what you want it to end up sounding like as possible just with tuning it. So before you muffle the drum, Tune that drum and try to get that sound that you want. Imagine, pretend pretend when you're tuning a drum that you're not going to have any muffling. Um, uh, and try to tune that drum to get that sound that you want. Um, and in the studio, you know, I have a certain set of things I like to do when I'm playing live. Um, and the reason, uh, and, I, and, and there's a little bit more grace, honestly, I think, with, with, with everything you might do with the drum when you're in the studio. Because you're only going to play for one song or one short period of time and you need it to sound that way way right now. And it doesn't matter if it, if it lasts or it ever sounds that way again. Um, but when I'm playing live, um, I have to consider the fact that like, if I'm going to detune a lug or something like that, um, that, uh, the detuning lugs on drums is fine, but when you detune one, a lot of times because of the way tension on drum heads work, works with, with drum rims, pulling it down, um, that when you detune one lug on a drum, or tension rod, I guess I should say, because a lot of the th- whatever people say the wrong thing all the time. Tension rods, whatever. The thing that you're screwing in on the drum head, whatever that is. Uh, when you detune one of those, uh, it can affect how sturdy and, and well screwed in the, the, the adjacent the uh, tension rods are next to it. So if I detune one tension rod on a drum... What I find is if I play a lot in a live setting, before you know it, the 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 tension rod on either side of that one that I detune, those start detuning. It starts kind of causing a ripple effect around the drums where it it, it kind of becomes worse and worse and worse the more I play it. Um, so I'm really reluctant to do that in a live setting because of the the inability for me to retune all the time and, and try to keep them keep tabs on that. So. I don't like doing that live, but, but in the studio, of course, you know, all bets are off because you can retune, you know, pretty frequently and, and figure it out. Um, but all that to say, um, I like to try to tune the drum as close as I can to what I want it to sound like before I muffle it. Okay, so that's tip number one. Tune the drum, get it good, get it sounding as close as you can. Uh, before you muffle it. Number two, uh, when muffling, I'd like for you to consider some alternative muffling solutions. For example, and I'm sure you've probably thought of a few of these already. A lot of guys love to throw gaff tape on their drums and just keep gaffing it and over the top, just do it, which is fine. Um, And moon gels, of course, are really popular. But I want you to think about some other things uh, that can get you a cool sound. And this, again, this, this, uh, depending on what kind of muffling method you choose, this may not be usable in a live setting where you've got to have it last for, you know, a lot of songs or something. But, um, so take all this with a grain of salt, but you know, uh, there are, you know, everyone's really big into the big fat snare drum. Um, those things are really cool. The, uh, those are basically simulating, uh, some things that I used to do when I was younger. When I was, I feel like I'm an old man now. When I was little, we used to do this, but, um, uh, uh, I would you know cut the the uh, the the basically the, the hoop off of an old drum head so it was just a flat piece of plastic and I would put that on a drum head to kind of add some thickness and, and that's kind of what big fat snare drums do. It's the same kind of idea. So I used to do that, um, and so if you if you uh, don't have the funds for a big, fat snare drum, think about just taking an old drum head and, and getting an X-Acto knife. Be very careful, of course, uh, doing this, or scissors, and uh, and uh, cutting that out. Um, so consider that. There's um, Oh, there's a thing I saw the other day, and I had never seen them in person. I was in Chicago the other day. I saw a thing called Roots EQ, and those are kind of like felt rings you can put around your drums to get a real vintage sound. Those are cool. Um, of course, uh, if you've seen snare weight, those are really cool. I use a couple of those on mine. Uh, I use the snare weight M80. Those are leather little guys that you can clip onto a drum, and they they put a little leather strip down on the drum. that's really nice muffling. And I like the M80s because they have magnets where you can kind of adjust how much muffling you want uh, on the drum. And those stick; those those stay on the drum all the time. They don't fall off in the case or anything. So I like those. Uh, so all that to say, um, consider consider alternative muffling whatever you're used to maybe try something else oh and one more thing that's really cool that i've done before uh if you want a really cool like i I like the big fat snare drum and putting those those drum heads or adding you know another layer of a drum head on but sometimes you lose a little bit of like the high end kind of the crispiness to it uh to your snare drum especially if you're doing that um and so this is something i did uh uh this is gonna be really funny but i back when i was when i was younger i um I was in the show choir band when I was in high school and we had to play this song, Hot Stuff, which I think was a Donna Summer song, kind of a disco song. Um, Anyway, played that song and the snare drum for that one song, we wanted that fat kind of 70s, you know, uh, late 70s snare sound. And this was, I mean, this was years and years ago. There was no such thing as big fat snare drum or anything like that. So what I actually did for that song was I had a, a stack of a, about Probably 10, 15 pieces of old sheet music. Um, so, just regular printer paper basically, um, that I had then kind of taped together on the corners, around the corners to keep them all together. And I would just drop that on. And what I noticed is I got that deep sound like you might get from a big fat snare drum now. But I also, um, because it's paper, it was getting, I was hearing my stick hit that paper and I was getting that crispy kind of high end uh, sound added back in, making up for that, that extra density that we're adding to the head. So anyway, um, that was kind of a, a fun thing that I did. So, you, you know, really think outside the box. You can come up with some really cool stuff. Okay, so that's tip number two, alternative materials. Uh, tip number three is, uh, and this is something that I paid a lot of attention to, is if you are in a situation where you are miking the drum and you're muffling it, the location of your muffling will have an effect on what the mic picks up, especially if you're using some kind of a large piece of muffling. Um, Now, of course, like a big fat snare drum, something like that that covers the entire drum head consistently, this won't apply. But for example, let's say I have, you know, everyone knows what a moon gel looks like. If you are muffling your drum with a moon gel or even two moon gels spaced apart, and you put them... Uh, let's say, directly opposite from wherever that mic is pointing at the drum head. So if, let's say like a lot of times you're playing snare drum. If you're right-handed, the, the, um, the top snare drum mic will be coming in kind of like at the top left corner of the snare drum. Let's say that I were to take moon gels and put them at the bottom right corner of the drum. Well, when I, when I am just playing listening with my ears to my snare drum, uh, where I put the moon gel on the drum really doesn't make a difference. Um, as far as what corner, what side I put it on. It, all, it muffles just the same. But if I were to put my in-ears in and listen to what the mic is picking up, by moving my moon gels opposite the mic, I'm actually hearing more ring because the mic is picking up that side of the drum head that doesn't have any muffling on it. Um, and so... When you're and, and, and similarly uh when I use the if you look up the snare weight m80 it's a it's a kind of a half round uh, piece of leather that kind of fits along the edge of the drum. If I mic the snare drum and I happen to have that that snare weight leather strip right underneath where that mic is coming in, I actually don't quite hear as much high end attack off of the drum um, and a little bit of that edge is lost in the high end because the muffling, the leather muffling is muffling a little bit of that sound that would be drifting up into that microphone. So I, I kind of move it around a little bit to make sure that the, the, in that situation it's not in the way of the mic. Um, so my last tip is just, if you're doing something muffling wise, it's only on part of the drum, Play around when you're micing it up uh, with with uh, where that muffling located and and see, uh, make note of how that muffling affects what the mic is picking up depending on where you put it. And maybe think about moving it in a different place. Um, so those are my three tips uh, for, um, for muffling drums. Uh, the garbage truck is about to drive by outside, so I'm going to end it right here so that you don't hear a crazy loud truck. Um, Maybe you already do, but uh, I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.